Hello and welcome back to Healthish. I'm your host, Ali Izzo, and I'm also the digital editor at Body and Soul. I am more than happy to admit when I'm not an expert in something, which is handy that I'm in this role because I can semi-easily call on others who have years of education and experience where I do not. Now, inflammation is one of the, well, honestly many things that I've heard a lot about, but really had no idea what it was. So I Skyped Dr. Harrison Weisinger from his practice in Melbourne to ask him what exactly it is, why it's bad and how we can reduce it. And it's easier than you might think. Harry, welcome to Healthish. How are you? Um, I'm great. Thanks, Ali. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. Now, as I was saying just before, our audience on bodyandsoul.com.au are really seem really interested, are really curious about this idea of inflammation because I think it's one of those things that sounds really scary and bad, but a lot of people don't know exactly what it is or how it plays out, you know, in your day-to-day or in your the way that you feel. You're a bit of an expert in this, and that's an understatement, but can you give us a sort of a synopsis on what is it and what causes it in the body? Sure. So first thing to say is that inflammation is a normal biological process in response to something that's harmful. <laughs> so, okay. for instance, uh, um, a mozzie bite or an infection uh, or twisting your ankle or a cut will all generate inflammation. And the, I guess the characteristic signs of, of inflammation, we all know, we've all had it. It's heat in the area, a pain, redness, swelling, and potentially um, loss of function, depending on where the, the inflammation is. As I said before, inflammation is normal. And without it, we would die and die very quickly. <laughs> So its its purpose really is to stop uh, whatever the harmful stimulus is and then to start the process of repair. Right. So when people, you know, might want to look at reducing their inflammation, not because they've got a muzzy bite or because they've, you know, broken their arm or sprain their ankle. How does that play out? What are the main symptoms when you're looking at someone who might be suffering from a low-grade inflammation in in terms of their lifestyle factors, in terms of their diet or what they're doing on a day-to-day basis? What are the, the less obvious symptoms, I guess? Yeah, no, good question. So, so inflammation can affect any part of the body from you know your skin, your eyes, your, your lungs, uh, your joints, your cardiovascular system. Um, I guess some of the, so I said before, you know, the, the characteristic signs of inflammation are redness and swelling and so forth. But as you just alluded to, it can be much more subtle and it could be, it could present itself as anything from a feeling of lethargy or headaches or just a, a vague pain in your abdomen. Um, and, and so that, where it's affecting you, really determines your symptoms. Um, you know, we, we suffer inflammation that is 
out of balance. Because as I said before, it's important to have inflammation in the first place, but too much of it um, generates a whole host of ailments that affect our community. Um, so inflammation comes about as a, as a consequence of our genetics, you know, our predisposition and what we do in the environment, what we eat and how we behave and so forth. Now, we can't really do anything about our genes, I figure. Uh, so it's more about what we can do and, and as you suggested, what we eat. But more importantly, probably what we don't eat uh, is the way to deal with inflammation imbalance, if you will. On, on that topic, there's some pretty well-known no-nos as far as food goes. So things that are pretty much known to cause inflammation either systemically in the body or in particular organs. So number one, top of the list, is refined carbohydrate, which I don't know about you, but you know I'm certainly uh, addicted to and I've worked <laughs> very hard to, to, to curl my addiction over time. Oh, I'm definitely addicted. I don't, you can't see from our Skype screen, but I'm currently six months pregnant. So refined carbohydrates are my friend right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, that, and, and myself as a cyclist. You know, we, we, we slam these gels and bars and so forth to keep us going during cycling events. But refined carbohydrate is, to be honest, is everything from, you know, a loaf of bread to, to lollies or biscuits and, and so forth. But they really, are, they really are quite notorious in terms of causing inflammation, um, particularly things like soft drink, um, other, other <clears throat> foods known to cause inflammation, processed meat. You know, salami, again, things that we all love, um, you know, salami, pastrami, uh, cured meats, that sort of thing. Um, fried food mm. causes inflammation. So if we eat a diet that's really high in fried food intake, that can, that can set things off. Um, and then there's a category known as trans fat. And I guess without sort of wanting to go into too much detail, um, the best way to avoid trans fats is to not eat margarine, basically, and 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 particular snacks like Cheetos and Cheezels and and what have you. So that's that's sort of the laundry list of of what not to eat. Mm. And if you avoid those things, you know you're not guaranteed to uh, avoid inflammation, uh, but you're you're going some part of the way there. The other the other thing. I guess, to avoid, and I know we're on the topic of food, but really quickly want to say that there have been some really good studies on sleep and inflammation. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, and so people that are chronically sleep-deprived or who have inadequate sleep mm. are at much higher risk of chronic inflammation. Mm. So everything from cardiovascular disease to diabetes uh, increases in people that don't get enough sleep. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been enlightening. You're welcome. Thanks, Ali. As many health experts seem to surmise, it is a common sense approach and consistency that is the ticket to good health, and in this case, to avoiding inflammation. If you have a moment to spare, please rate, review and subscribe, or you can drop into our Facebook group. Simply type in Healthish Australia and hit join. We are a friendly bunch, I promise. Thank you for listening as always, and until tomorrow, stay healthish. 
I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.